0: Hello, and welcome back to Something Rotten. This is The Darkness 2, Episode 1. My name is Jacob Geller. I'm here with Blake Hester. Uh, Blake, can I start off this episode right off the bat by saying... Yo! (laughs) is this the most fun game we have ever played on something rotten discord said
1: fuck you and completely muted whatever you just did into your mic i'm sure i'll hear it later
0: well uh, i i i screamed you'll hear it when you edit
1: <laughs> um so i was actually thinking a similar thought it's maybe not the most fun but it's definitely only the second fun game we've ever played on this podcast max pain and- max Payne 3 is just hard to beat it's hard to beat, but uh, let me let me walk you through my journey with this game. Mm-hmm. The opening cutscene started, and I was like, oh, okay. A lot of production value. This is ca- the kind of schlock, edgy schlock I'm into. I can get behind mm-hmm. this. Then the gameplay started, and I was like, oh,
0: it's perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect game. Who? it's so good. So as a little peek behind the scenes... Uh, We had this episode scheduled, and we moved it up three days and moved then the second episode up a full week because both of us were just so excited to keep playing this game that I think the thought of, like, having to wait another six <laughs> days to play and then another six days after that to record was, like, unbearable. Yeah, I...
1: I was playing this game and I had, like, the IGN wiki open just so I could, like, keep track of which chapter was which. Um, And the closer I got to this week's chapter end, the, like, more bummed I got playing. I was like, why'd you make these fucking levels so short? Come on. Like, I I don't want to stop. It's, you know, it's weird. I was thinking about this last night. It's like, I think if you looked at this game, just, like, a quick compilation on YouTube – you bag, like, wow. They kind of gutted the original darkness. It took out a lot of right. what made that game special. And I'm here to say it's definitely a brash, more brash game. It's very like in your face and a little more juvenile, but it feels like a very good sequel in a way I was not expecting in terms of like continuing the story, continuing some of the themes And then just making the game fun, which most sequels tend to do, you know, the Assassin's Creed 2 syndrome, make the game good this time. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it's like, there's so much weird stuff about the sequel that we'll, we'll talk about. I've got a little background on the development and whatever, but I was just struck by while playing, I was like, is this the most linear game ever made? Oh, interesting. it's, It's like, I really, and, and I Absolutely do not say that as a negative, but it's like, I haven't played a game in such a long time where it's like, you don't do any fucking exploring, you know, yeah. it's like these levels, it's like you, people, people kind of derogatorily refer to them as like corridor shooters, but it's like, man, I gotta say, being in a corridor shooter mm. where every room is just like, here is a room, you're gonna shoot people, and then you're gonna go to the next room, feels so... Good yep. and feels so like propulsive.
1: Bring back the corridor shooter, man. I I actually like. I'm kind of. I what's what's it? What is what is that phrase? Paralyzed by choice or something? You know, isn't there like a mm-hmm. more succinct phrase for it? But um, I analysis paralysis. <laughs> not the one I was thinking of, but I'll take it. Oh well, that I'll <laughs> take it. That's funny. Um, a video games give me that all the time, where it's like, fuck. I can't go off the golden path. I got to go find the 200 coins that it's going to take me 30 minutes to get on this other path because, you know, they want to pad out the runtime. It just feels so good for a game to be like, we're just here for gore. Just go in the small room, kill everybody, then the level's going to be over. We know what we're doing here. It fucking rips.
0: Yeah, you know, you have... You have your your Leo Vader's people who can kind of take an immersive sim and do all the fun things that the developers intended. And I think both of us are a little too just like dumb guy gamers (laughs) to really like explore those options. But what I do like is just uh, clicking on guys heads and like, boy, it feels good in this game. I
1: mean, that said, like the Dishonored series is like one of my all time favorites
0: so yeah. no it's true and hey i i just didn't want to be called a dumb guy gamer is what i'm saying okay i i am you can call (laughs) me a dumb guy anytime um you want to know a little about the creation of this game before we start getting into it in earnest yeah
1: because when i was playing it and it was like developed by digital extremes i was like i know the name i know nothing of the actual company though
0: yeah well so here's an interesting note uh This game is made by Digital Extremes, which is a difference from Starbreeze, the original studio. It was also made in 2012, which is five years after the original came out. Digital Extremes has made uh, the game Dark Sector, which is one that I put on our spreadsheet very early of like, I want to play that game Dark Sector for something rotten. But not a particularly well-known studio, especially not here. There's a... A long kind of preview written by Nathan Grayson about this game and a lot of the a a lot of the kind of like pitch of it early on is digital extremes. Who's ever heard of them? Why isn't Starbreeze making this? You know, like I went in skeptical and then, you know, found this out. But really at that time, not not a studio with a lot of name recognition.
1: Can we talk about this as look as a game journalist? I think I can piss in my own pot here. Game journalists uh-huh. love
0: to be like, "I'm going to a
1: studio full of people with master's degrees in computer science and art, but I haven't heard of them. Should I be skeptical of their competency? It's like what the right. It's like a company being paid millions and millions of dollars. Maybe look we the plenty of games come out bad, but it's just weird to walk into a room and be like they seem like idiots It's like talking right. about dude? i mean maybe nathan grayson's piece isn't exactly like that but you know what i mean yeah
0: i mean and it's like looking looking at their their development history it is it is very interesting where they did like you know they made dark sector they, ma- they made a bunch of like pinball games in the 90s um they they made dark sector they did yeah they did like the unreal tournaments along with epic games they did ports uh, they did the multiplayer for Homefront. They did Bioshock 2, which will actually come up. Um, and then they made The Darkness 2. And then they made Warframe, which is weirdly one of those oh, like biggest games in the world. That's
1: why I'd heard of Digital Extremes. Okay, that's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: Warframe is one of those just kind of like, Hey, do you know the subreddit for Warframe has like 10 million people <laughs> in it or whatever? Uh, I also did want to call out while we're talking about the publisher. This game has maybe the most intense publisher logo of all time when you start up the game that is also seemingly unaffected by computer volume. It, you Pay attention to this next time you open it oh. because it's like the darkness tentacles ripping apart the Digital Extremes logo and it's so loud. I immediately
1: skipped through that stuff because I, I, had, I had an inkling. I thought this game was going to be fun and I could not be held down by any logos
0: before the game I just slammed into you should next time next time just let it play for a second because it always like jump scares me okay. I'm like looking at my phone and then it's like <laughs> um anyway so this was made not by the original however they did take the original writer from the game huh. um so so it had it had some of that um they said that they wanted to do two things which seem kind of contradictory Um, one was that they, they talked about how they wanted the game to be driven more thoroughly by its story, Uh. which I thought was an interesting kind of phrasing because like the darkness one is really narrative driven, you know, like that, that whole game is like very focused. And so it's interesting saying they want it to be more though. I think what they mean is they want it to be more linear. Because they say, we want it to be driven more by its story, and they want the action to be more immediate. And they certainly succeeded in that second part. But I think they're just talking about, like, we want to make a corridor, story-focused, you know, like, Uh no-side-bullshit game. Uh Um, So, I thought that was interesting. They're, you know, what they wanted to do was this thing... This this kind of game development buzzword that I love. I love. I love when companies have, like, strategic dismemberment for Dead Space or whatever, where they just, like, come up with a thing. Um, this game, as I mentioned last episode, quad-wielding. That was their goal for this, where they wanted you to be able to hold two guns and then have your two darkness tentacles and use all of those at the same time. Dear listener, you might
1: recall last episode where I naively asked Jacob what does quad wielding mean and he like the like the tease he is he wouldn't tell me and let me tell you listener I've learned and it's something every game needs this shit is crazy I (laughs) mean every game needs (laughs) quad wielding effectively is you just have two like kind of powerful attacks tied to the bumpers but it feels so good to have four different options at your disposal at all times. It's like integrated so well into the gameplay. I'm a little shocked. It hasn't popped up in other games in like more pronounced ways. It feels like a awesome little mechanic that they should have just stolen from this series that immediately died after this game. Right.
0: So we'll, we will, we will get back to that, but just to, to kind of finish up this, this development talk, um, There was an interesting uh, point in development where the game was not almost canceled, but it was very much delayed because the entire Starbreeze team was pulled in to work on Bioshock 2. Mm, Because they did the multiplayer. Yeah, which is also fascinating because last episode we were talking about the Psychonauts 2 documentary and the guy who was directing Bioshock 2 uh, then went on to direct Psychonauts 2 for half of its development. Uh, watch that documentary to learn more
1: i don't think he was the director but i think he was the lead designer on it just as oh okay jordan thomas was the director on bioshock 2
0: yeah so so interesting and but then they had this kind of like and i think that's why the game had such a gap between Mm -hmm. one and two is because maybe they planned for it to come out in 2010 but working on bioshock 2 pushed it back But that seemed good for them, because in that time, they, amongst other things, they kind of went back to the drawing board and decided they wanted this really kind of radical art style, which is one of the things that immediately makes the game stand out so much from the previous one. This game is beautiful. It, like, has Mm -hmm. barely aged. I mean,
1: some of the characters look a little rough, uh, 11 years later, 10 10 or 11 years later. The environments, especially the, like, skyboxes with the New York City skyline, are fucking gorgeous. I put a screen cap in the, like, Something Rotten page in your Discord. And I, like, will just pull it up and look at it. Because I'm like, this
0: is so yep. impressive. Like, it has an, a fantastic art style. It it looks amazing. And it's one of those things where it's, like, sometimes you play old games on higher resolutions and it's like, oh, this wasn't made for it. Mm-hmm. I'm playing this game at 4K and yep. it looks unbelievable like it's one of the things that they said when they talked about it is like you know we say sh- cell shading like it's an easy thing but obviously there are many different ways of achieving it in many yep. different styles within cell shading they the director of this game said that they went through and essentially hand painted everything in the game that it's it's like they really did and and you can see it because the characters have like like, cross-hatching yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. You know, like, one of the things, and, and we should say, it's a game based on a comic book story, and this just looks so incredibly comic booky. It just, it looks, you know, like, I, again, I didn't think The Darkness 1 looked bad, but it did just kind of look like a realistically styled PS3 game, and this looks like a comic book in a really beautiful way.
1: I'm sure I'm gonna say this, and listeners will be able to point out a 100 other examples, but like the only game I can think of that like mimics comics this well is um you remember that old Ubisoft game? They recently remade it weirdly. Thirteen,
0: yes. That mm-hmm. like
1: literally would play out like a um a moving comic. That game was really mm-hmm. that
0: game was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have you have like Comics Zone. Oh sure, and um and and like I do think you know I think the Borderlands games are very good looking with mm. that style that they do and whatever. But this having a comic source of inspiration yeah, and then, and then doing it, it just, and, and like mixed with extreme gore, which I feel like, I guess Borderlands kind of does, but like you don't see many cel-shaded games that are also incredibly violent yeah. in this way. And it's a, it's a match made in heaven. Let me tell you.
1: Did you, did you ever play 13?
0: No. Dude, it's so cool. We should, maybe we should play that not the remake i
1: think Add that was the bad list. but dude it was like you'd be playing and then like comic panels would pop on screen while like showing uh-huh. something else happening or they'd be like thwam thud boom oh right that game's sick
0: yeah i mean you know and we also have obviously max Payne yeah. did the comic book things and recently something like hi-fi rush mm. Is really really yeah. gorgeous, but again, it's like you know this this very particular vision of comic bookiness is is pulled off. Starbreeze apparently was not given the option of making the sequel; uh, they were making Syndicate at the time. Remember Syndicate, uh, uh, the low key best Assassin's Creed game? Uh, nope, just a game called Syndicate, Fuck a no, cyberpunk first person shooter. <laughs> Fuck no, I remember the 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 like cover art of it Mm. is kind of striking but like no i know nothing about this game syndicate is a first-person shooter set in 2069 yeah i've never heard of this in my life and then the the last thing that i want to say is that um jackie has been replaced the voice actor um and and at first, I wrote this down, uh, as a temp voice, they had Nolan North do all the lines, <laughs> which is very funny to be like, we can't figure it out, so Nolan North, you record all these first.
1: I think the only way they could get away with that is that was, like, maybe the, the year Nolan North
0: got really famous. Like, the week before he blew up and could big league everyone. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, But the ultimate voice for Jackie is now Brian Bloom, who is notably BJ fucking Blazkowicz. He's Mr. Wolfenstein.
1: He's maybe one of the low-key best voice actors in games, but we just don't talk about him like a Troy Baker or Nolan North or anyone in The Last of Us. Yeah,
0: he has like one of those just enormous IMDBs. Um, where you can look through and he's been, you know, main characters in games. He's been additional voices in a bunch of games. He directed the a team movie, or maybe he just wrote it. Um, yeah. So it's like, he's done, he's done real stuff. No, he, he co-wrote and starred in the a team movie. Um, (laughs) yeah, which is very weird. Um, I most recently, he is captain America in Marvel's Mm. midnight Suns, which is a game that I like a lot. Um, But yeah, so it's, you know, like they did, they did replace their main character, which is definitely a choice when games do that, that sometimes you're like, you know, what what does this mean? Um, How do you feel about the new, uh, the new performance?
1: I think it works a lot. This Jackie feels like not a complete reinvention of the character. It feels like a Jackie who I think appropriately for the story has become a bit, egotistical and maybe a little psychotic or psychopath like mm-hmm. psychopathic is that a word psychopathic
0: yeah no um, so, i mean psychotic uh might literally play into the plot as yeah sure about. sure sure
1: um i think the switch to brian bloom makes sense because he's delivering a, a much more aggressive version of that character which like not to say the other actor could and i'm sure they could have but like I don't know, Brian Bloom's bringing a lot to this new version of Jackie, which I think works and feels appropriate
0: for the story they're telling after the first game. The original Jackie just was so understated all of the time. I mean, essentially a character that never raised his voice, which was a choice. And, you know, again, we like the story of that first game, but like... He is just able to be more dynamic in this, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's in part up to direction, but it's nice that uh, <laughs> that that the character is able to do it. Mike Patton, as the darkness, is back, yeah, sure. and I think just killing it, yeah. I, I think his performance in this game is, is, again, much more dynamic than the first game, and I'm really enjoying his voice lines. Yeah, uh, the darkness, put him in every game fifa madden <laughs> yeah he's, Disco he's like gabriel
1: from malignant <laughs> yeah. just put him in disco elysium astrobot whatever put the darkness in
0: honestly blake you haven't played uh disco elysium the opening monologue of disco elysium sounds remarkably like the darkness is disco elysium a rotten game i know it's a long game which gives me pause but i mean om- almost certainly yes you know it has it has more like optimism in its soul But, boy, that game is rotten as hell. Maybe. I'm going to add it to the list, but we'll see. That's like a a listener tier. You know, it's like once we have, like, 50,000 weekly subscribers.
1: Yeah, when I can pay my rent on uh, something rotten, I'll play a 20-hour game for this
0: podcast. Hell yeah. All right, so now that we've got the background out of the way, let's jump into it. The section we played, two hours long. Um, Thereabouts, yeah. Chalk fucking full. So talk, talk about the opening scene. What happens there? Well, you're going to dinner. Jackie's now
1: the head of his crime family, I guess, having taken over for the uncle. You'll remember in the first game, you mm-hmm. actually have the choice to say yes or no. I don't know what happens if you say no. I said yes because I knew that was a plot point in this game. Um, so you're going to a dinner. You know what it seems like? And this is kind of a, kind of funny in a like cute way. As cute as you can be as a mobster doing this shit is it seems like you're being set up on kind of a blind date Uh, because you know Ginny is dead (laughs) and like there's it's not like a big mob meeting your your friend Paulie or Vinny Tony whoever the fuck is like hey it's the two sisters from that club you know them. And then uh Jackie has this very funny moment when he meets the sisters he's like, You remember us, don't you, Jackie? And he's like, I oh, listen, ladies, I really, I really wish I did. I just don't. Um, which is yeah. a funny
0: thing to say to them. So he's sitting there. I think here wait, before before you do that, my the thing that I wrote down was that this feels very much like the the legendary Goodfellas Warner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, where I they're, think... where it's like mm-hmm. you're walking through the restaurant you have something to say to every character. Everyone yeah. knows you. You know, it's like, hey, Polly, how's the family? And Pauly's like, which one? Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, and it's like every character has something like that. And it's just this very much like Jackie owns this shit. You know, he's he's the king of the world. It's it's very good.
1: It's very striking. It looks beautiful. Um, there's a lot going on. You'll notice uh, a brief what you think might be throwaway moment where uh, you're walking through and a guy hurriedly tries to get his check. Did you notice that? No. Oh, it's, it's as you're walking through a guy, um, he starts like trying to usher the waiter over and then he runs into the waiter or something. There's a guy who is trying
0: to leave quickly, which becomes a big plot point. Oh, interesting. I was I was distracted by that lady who was like, my ravioli is too spicy. I can't <laughs> taste anything except spice, which I just thought was very funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that one.
1: Anyway, you sit down with these sisters. Jackie's like, broads, I don't, I don't know, y'all. But, you know, you, you're looking good in all your self shaded glory. And I was like, Jackie, brother, agreed. Uh, and then in here's, here's a great storytelling moment I just love. Uh, shocking act of violence that happens <laughs> with unexpectedly. One of the ladies mm-hmm. gets a bullet through the eye mid-sentence, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, Vinny's, Vinny's rigatoni uh, emporium blows up. It's just, like, consumed. I mean, a car drives through the window? Yeah, a car comes through, just like, dudes, fill this place with guns. Your leg is, like, destroyed they show it at some point and it's like the leg the bones are broken it has been i think set on fire at some point like it's completely maimed so one of your buds starts dragging you and you're shooting a dude through this fucking restaurant while you're being dragged it rules it rules. It's just so good. It's there's more production value in this opening four minutes than the entirety of the darkness one.
0: Yeah, I think one of one of the remarkable things about it is how how smooth it is, mm-hmm. and I, it's kind of it's one of those things that's hard to describe. But like sometimes you play a game set piece, and the things just happen like a couple beats too far apart from yeah. each other. You know, and it is what separates something like uncharted from other games is like that ability to like really time out every single thing to happen exactly at the moment you want to. And this does, it just feels kind of seamless. Like it never feels like the game is kind of waiting on something you do to do the next thing.
1: It also like AJ and me on a plug our our podcast region free about films. We were watching Ricky. O, the story of Ricky. Um, Aside Mm -hmm. from an impeccably named movie, a movie uh, we talked about has great pacing because you're there for one thing only, and that's the fighting and the gore. And it gets to that within five minutes. And similarly, I think this game is like, look, we know why you're here. You want the monster. You want the kills. And so you go through a two-minute cutscene, and then you're immediately into it. And Jackie's immediately shooting guns. You're immediately getting the darkness soon thereafter. Like, the game is not teasing it long, which I really like. No, not at
0: all. I mean, because the game is not long, period. Right, And so it's got to get this shit. But so, yeah, one of the really cool things is while you're being dragged through, you hear the, Mike darkness. Patton, the yeah. darkness's voice being like jackie use me come on come on use it and and you're kind of learning that like it's not it's not totally clear all the events that have transpired from the previous game but like it's like jackie has controlled the darkness by just completely repressing it you yeah. know, and and I think we can talk about a lot. There is a lot of addiction metaphor going on here, much more explicitly than the first game.
1: Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna show myself as a bad recovering addict. I didn't pick up any of that actually. Oh, really? There is definitely some stuff. And this is true of the first game as well. And I want to talk about some of the themes in the series that I feel are directly applicable to like my experience as an addict. But in terms of like this game is about ad- addiction.
0: I don't think I picked it up at all. I mean, in one of the, in, because they, so those monologues are back mm-hmm. where Jackie's kind of under a spotlight and he's talking and he says almost literally, like, once you start using, you can't stop. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I did hear that. <laughs> but beyond <laughs> yeah. that, none of it stood out to me. That's weird. But, but it's, you know, like one of, one of the kind of fascinating things about this opening scene is you are getting the sense that Jackie has the power to just, you know, with the wrath of a god, destroy everyone attacking him. And he's holding off on it because he knows that if you let the darkness out, like, there's no going back. Yep. You know, that, like, once it comes out, it's just in control. And so it takes until you know, your leg is fucked up, you're trapped in a kitchen, there's gas leaking from a stove, and someone throws, like, a Molotov cocktail in, and it just explodes, and you get the sense of just, like, Jackie's either gonna fucking die right now, or or he's going to use the darkness, and guess what?
1: (laughs) Or everyone in the borough of brooklyn is gonna die instead which yeah is what happens mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that molotov cocktail the implication is they didn't bring that with them they just took it from the bar and made it really quick which is kind right. of a funny thing to just be like ah your weapons are already there for you here is
0: here's a question that i have did you watch the previously on the darkness Mm-mm. feature no i didn't it is really interesting because one It's delivered by that kind of uh, crazy guy, sorry, that you Mm -hmm. meet later who, like, Jackie has investigating that cult for him. Um, And so the delivery is kind of fun. But also, it gives more background on the darkness in, like, two paragraphs than we got the entire first game. Because it's talking about the history of the comic books. And so it's saying, like, it's kind of saying... Hey, the darkness, you know, before there was light, the darkness was hanging out. And then, like, God created light, and then the darkness was pissed. And so you get these <laughs> kind of like mythological origins that we talked a little about in the comic book, but uh-huh. like did not come up in the first game almost at all.
1: Okay. I, I found it on YouTube. I'm going to watch that before the next episode. Yeah. It's That's very interesting. It's pretty
0: cool. I, I wrote pretty good in my (laughs) notes about like you know because usually those things can be uh can be boring here's the other thing i wanted to talk about with this opening because i do i think we're gonna be very positive on this game uh but i have have some notes and almost all of them are about women in this game (laughs) because uh not the not the best
1: it's gonna get way worse
0: than this level there's a
1: level uh soon after that is uh, bleak but the yeah. the first woman you see is just like her freaking boobs are falling out of her damn dress she's talking like and I'm sorry to say this she's talking like a dumb bimbo which is not great. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not great. There was only like two women in the first darkness, but they were smart, cool, great characters. They were
0: yeah, they were good.
1: Um, Granted, one got kitchen sinked or re- refrigerated or whatever. The, they got the is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like at least Jenny wasn't like you know uh, Jackie. Let me suck you off, and that's every lady in this game is like just yeah. Some slave to men
0: you you know you have both there there are multiple uh tropes happening at Mm -hmm. the same time which is that one they are painted as bimbos you know generally but also there is this thing and I, i credit um anita sarkeesian's you know like tropes versus women in video game series with with helping me identify this but this idea of like women as set dressing yeah where it's not it's not saying necessarily that you know the women themselves are stupid or whatever but it is like the only reason they exist is so you can be shocked by a hot lady getting killed yeah you know essentially and that's that's exactly what happens in the beginning of this game is you you meet two women you talk to them long enough that you can look at both of their cleavage and then they get horribly murdered and it's like that's that's how this game feels about women generally (laughs) you know like that's just what happened and
1: later in the game you you don't see any of the women killed in a specific level in a um in a brothel but like the violence either like physical or sexual you're kind of seeing inflicted upon them or implied upon them is the like levels impetus to make you want to kill everyone when it kind of flips that switch like it's it's constantly abusing its characters in order to give you a reason to have fun in the gameplay levels
0: yeah you know i not obviously not uh not my wife experience to make the call but one of the worst depictions of sex work in a game and i don't mean worst as in s- both I mean worse than it looks bad, but also in like boy this shit sucks. Like it, I just I wish I wish they had talked to anyone
1: about it. There is obviously like sex trafficking is obviously a thing, and this is what it's getting at, but video games or just like stories in general never seem to want to explore the realities of sex trafficking. So instead it's like how garish and like gaudy and also a little sexy. Can we make this? It's like, be oh, horrified by it, so, yeah. but have a confused boner the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still are supposed to think the women later in this game are hot, even though, like,
0: you're watching them be, like, abused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like, you know, there there are very few sex workers, I think, who would be like, yeah, this job is the best, there are no downsides. Sure, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Pe- people I've talked to have been like, yeah, this shit sucks all the time, but... What what the game doesn't do is let any of them say that at all. Instead, yeah. it's just, like, you know, the women are all just junkies and or being abused and or, like, making sex noises. And, like, that's all they are. You know, you never get—even the one you talk to— has nothing to say. You know, it's just like here's where the gun is. Hope I yeah. don't die in two scenes and then she does Yeah, and then
1: it's never even like actually shown. You just see her body hanging in the back of a different scene.
0: Yeah. So I I kind of I wanted to say that. I mean, we're half an hour in. I wanted to say that early on just because it's like we're going to we're going to talk a lot about how much we like this game and it's like you can be critical of the things you like and I think this game is really shitty towards women even though in general it's a game that i very much enjoyed
1: so no good way to transition into this um immediately you get your darkness powers and this game becomes the greatest game ever made (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's just i guess (laughs) like yep these things are not mutually exclusive it can be really awful and it's view of women and also the only game i want to play for the rest of my life (laughs)
0: So God, so so here's here's the major difference between the first game and this is in the in the first game you had your two darkness tentacles that were kind of in the corners of the screen all the time and they were these like big slow deliberate mm-hmm. things you know they were they were kind of they were like moray eels just hanging <laughs> up there and yeah. in this game they 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 are a whip combined with the burster from alien like that's what they've turned them into and the first mm-hmm. thing that you do in the game is is you do this like execution on a guy where the the darkness like binds him and then just like goes through and shoots out of his chest like the alien you know like it's just they the, the animation on these things is incredible
1: i would love to know If this was a conversation Digital Extremes had, we talked about this on one of the Darkness 1 episodes where it's like, you see cutscenes of the darkness doing the coolest shit, and then you are never able to actually have that power fantasy Mm -hmm. in the gameplay. And it feels like maybe a meeting was had at Digital Extremes where it's like, hey, we need to make sure the actual gameplay is as cool as the cutscenes of the darkness yes. powers. And it, for the most
0: part, feels fucking badass at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in the first game, you kind of had you had multiple different darkness abilities, but you could only select one at the same time. So if you wanted to like have the one that slithered on the ground you couldn't also tail whip people and if yeah. you wanted to have the darkness guns you can throw the black hole and all that and what they've done here is make all of those things accessible all the time and you know here is Blake this is this is interesting. Tell me, brother. Have you played Bioshock 2? No, actually. One of the big things in Bioshock 2 that is not present in 1 is being able to use your plasmids, your magic powers, at the same time mm. as your guns. In mm. in 1, you could use the gun, and then you'd kind of switch to your plasmid, and you'd, right. you'd switch back and forth. And in 2, you're using both of them at the same mm. time. And this feels like the extension of that, which makes sense because they worked on that game, of being like, We want you to have as many options available in, like, a millisecond as you can. Because you don't have to hamper your ability to do one thing to do anything else in this game. You can be dual-wielding pistols and simultaneously pick up a pipe and throw it through a man's chest with Mm. the Darkness Arms.
1: And I think, like, that emphasis on (laughs) active verbs... It, it makes the game play a little bit like uh, the new Doom or mm-hmm. um, kind of the Wolfenstein games where you are incentivized to be running at characters rather than like ducking and covering from them. Yeah, you, you never take cover in this. The way I am playing is my like similar to Doom and Doom Eternal. Like my health is constantly going from full to nearly empty, full, nearly empty as I'm running mm-hmm. around getting the shit shot out of me, but killing people up close. And then, you know, eating their hearts to get health back. Like, I'm playing yes. very aggressively in that way, which is awesome compared to the original, where I was hiding behind corners and, like, just sending fucking black
0: holes at them until the game <laughs> right. was over. Yeah, so they have this whole... I mean, they've they've kind of... They've really narrowed in on, like, three things that the Darkness uh, arms, heads can do, which mm-hmm. is, one, they can pick up things and throw them. So there are... Just all sorts of objects littered around uh, most satisfying are big pipes, which you can impale people with and stick them to the wall, but also uh, car doors or other kind of large rectangular things, which you can use as a shield you can hold in front Mm -hmm. of you while shooting. And then you can throw them and they slice fucking guys in half Mm -hmm. like they just bisect them um so you can
1: pick up things like that go ahead that's the left bumper and then the right bumper you can actually control the swing of the darkness arm in the directions you want and you can later It's like
0: revengeance
1: yeah you can later upgrade it to be like okay if i swipe up it sends the guy up where they will hang in the air for a second then you can swipe down for ground pounds you can swipe across on weak enemies to cut them in half it's so cool. Like, it it, it mm-hmm. almost has, like, a, like, yeah, yeah, I guess a revengeance or a hack-and-slash feel to it, like, tied to the right bumper. Yeah,
0: and then the third thing that it can do is it can do these pretty kind of involved executions Yeah, where when someone is weakened, but not totally dead, you can grab them, and initially you only have access to one, which is getting more health, but eventually, there's a whole skill tree in this game, um, eventually you can upgrade it to you know kind of give you more ammo or do whatever and so in the kind of same way as doom glory kills work you're running towards people to get these executions so you can regain the health and the executions are holy shit uh you what what's your favorite one
1: uh, I like the one where you, it uh, you get, there's a point system in this game, so, you know, everything is tied to points, and one of the moves is called Wishbone. hmm And you just grab a guy by the legs and tear him down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I like it the most because the word Wishbone pops up on screen afterwards,
0: and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. I, I really like, you know what, I just realized, I think, I think I must have turned those point markers off because they're not Mm. popping up for me and it's like i've played this game before that was a long time ago and so i forgot that they were originally there i should try to turn them back on yeah
1: it doesn't add much it's not like you're really keeping
0: track of those but it's fun and the numbers Mm -hmm. go up type of way i really like the ones i i love I love how scared guys are of the darkness arms and so Mm. there's one where it's like it picks it up and the other head like screams at him and the guy screams and then it like (laughs) tears off his head and it just I mean you know when when you talk about player empowerment it's like I have never felt more empowered than when playing this game you truly do, and and it works narratively, in the way where it's like the darkness is seductive, it's the power, you want to have the power, it's like I never want to not have these arms. Yeah. (laughs) God help me if this
1: game takes them away like
0: the first game did a couple times. Mm -hmm. And then replacing the other big darkness power in this, in the previous game, you had all these little darklings you could summon. You could. There were little portals on the ground and you could pull up one who would melee fight or pull up one that had a gun and in this there's only one and you don't tell him what to do necessarily but he's just kind of around all the time what do you think about this guy he's fucking shit up out there he's so useful Mm -hmm. he's constantly like
1: you'll see him like incapacitating dudes leaving them open for like executions he rules he's great i'm so glad they uh minimized this whole mechanic to basically no interaction the game will just do it for
0: you it's great yeah although you can get a very fun skill where you can pick him up oh with the yeah, Darkness yeah, arm yeah and then throw him at guys yeah. and then he like tears them up he's wearing he's got like a union jack uh kind of like tattered jersey on and he has Mm -hmm. a dead cat on his head he's got like a cat skin that he's wearing which i just thought was funny
1: i didn't notice the cat skin i'll have to that's funny i will have to relook at him
0: and then there are there are occasionally scenes where you actually control him going we've only had like one of these i think but you like run through a vent as him Mm -hmm. and you can you do some like stealth kills did you this is a unimportant bit did you have a hard time getting through that vent no it felt, i thought it felt great weird i wondered if it was like a frame rate thing where i was getting caught on what felt like the edges of geometry oh. where it was like he couldn't it was like he was a little too big to fit through the vent it was just i i think it's probably playing this game at a resolution and frame rate much higher than they thought anyone would is is like revealing some of the the breaks in the system i'm playing it at max settings so i don't know yeah who knows um
1: are you playing with mouse and keyboard or controller? oh yeah mouse and keyboard mm-hmm. so i switched over to controller because one weird thing I have is uh, it would never give me the on-screen buttons for the keyboard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And it, it would only give me the Xbox ones. And I'm like, I am not going to click into the options to learn every keybind in this game manually. Uh-huh. So that's like the one, I don't even, I guess that's a bug, but that's the only issue I've really seen with the game so far.
0: Yeah, I I totally, I agree. And I saw that and was kind of like, that eh, well whatever but it still it does run great i mean yeah most games that are 11 years old run great but it looks great mm. and it runs great um so your your restaurant is attacked you let the darkness out this game does a little more of people acknowledging the darkness but still has a lot of people not acknowledging the darkness yeah <laughs> where you get the sense that people who are on your side just know that jackie is invincible uh but but maybe haven't thought about it more than that he's just a demon i mean
1: look if you worked for a crime family and the head of the family was an invincible spawn of satan i'd feel a lot of job security in that and i wouldn't question it too
0: much um that's right the butcher does he does acknowledge it a little he's like oh jackie got that darkness back in you okay so he knows what's happening (laughs) yeah yeah um Another note that I wrote very early on here is, if you thought the first game was Italian, uh, because <laughs> they are, boy, they have just, they have turned that dial all the way up. Fucking That's Amore is
1: basically playing in the background of this game <laughs> the entire time. Just like, just like an accordion
0: slowly going throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, your you're you're chasing these guys through the streets after you've unleashed your darkness powers and then you get hit by a subway train mm-hmm. and something interesting happens which is you wake up and you are not in New York anymore you're
1: in an asylum and it's very confusing
0: i'm still not sure what's going
1: on here i mean i think that's the fucking point uh but mm-hmm. these are uncharacteristically bright and sunny levels where Jackie is, like, there's no powers. Everyone seems to care a lot about Jackie, but
0: he's very sick, and it's very confusing. It's it's kind of, you know, it's doing the, like, Wizard of Oz thing where Mm -hmm. all of the characters from the game are now uh, people who work at the asylum or are sometimes also patients of the asylum. Um, What I do like about this is they're not doing their italian thing anymore. Yeah. So you have you have, you know, like uh Vinny the gray or Jimmy the Grape or whoever, but he's like, "Jackie, I'm your doctor, and I'm really concerned about you." <laughs> and it's like, you know, for for this guy who's been like, "Hey, we're going to show him what's going on for the whole <laughs> game." It's like it's very funny to have have these characters playing kind of low
1: key. I am just praying to whatever god will listen that this does not end up being the real world and the bait and switch at the end was it was all in jackie's mind i'm Mm -hmm. like these are only cool until you tell me this is real and then this is a bad twist but for what Um, they are they're kind of fun for right now
0: yeah i do there are a couple kind of cute things in it there's one where you wake up and you can see the darkness comics next to you which is Mm -hmm. fun um this game has working mirrors Which I was very uh, excited about, and in one of them, you can see when you're in the asylum, you look at him, and he's got like a shaved head, um, which is obviously not the Jackie we know. Yeah, Uh. there's a mirror in your like cell, uh, Uh. and you can can look at it. I
1: didn't see that. Cool. But
0: this this raises the question of: in the first game, when Jackie died, he went to World War One hell. You know, and in this game, when Jackie dies, question mark, he goes to this asylum. And so it is kind of a change in, like, how yeah. how it works. And is this hell? Is this, is this hell? And is it, you know, what we're getting that was a plot point in the first one is this theme of the darkness is trying to take over Jackie. You know, yeah. like, they are fighting for control of, kind of, Jackie's body. And, um in in this sorry i'm looking at before this note uh you go back to you go back to the mansion and there's this kind of hub area mansion level between levels where you can kind of walk around and talk to people but like not it's cool it's very pretty and i Mm -hmm. like the design of it there's not that much to do You know, it kind of seems in one of the interviews, actually, they were like, "Mm, maybe we could have added more side missions, but we didn't really have the budget. So I think at some point there was plans for it to be more of a hub world. I wrote down uh, that uh, Tony said, uh, now, Jackie, don't take this the wrong way, but I've got a sausage with your name on it. (laughs) See, I knew you would take it the wrong way. (laughs) I do. I do like them from.
1: A pacing perspective though because this game is so fucking nuts at all times it's nice to have just like a three minute break at your apartment which i don't know if you'll really get beyond the opening minutes of this game ever again (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was nice to be like okay nothing's gonna happen in this apartment this is a nice break uh one of the guys did drop a a, uh, a, a ableist slur in this damn apartment which is two for two on the darkness using the r word i was not yeah super into that we'll see will it use the c word as well <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but i the apartment
0: is so fun it's like such a it looks like donald
1: trump's apartment <laughs> and
0: yeah like, it's, i mean it has it has this unbelievable skybox that you talked yeah. about yeah. that you ju- you could just go outside and, like, look at those buildings forever.
1: So, something about the Skybox, I guess I didn't really think about with the first game, is when these games take place. Uh, obviously, you have a pager in the first game, which I don't mm-hmm. think many people are using by 2007. Uh, but it really hit it home for me that... These games either take place in the 90s or at the earliest 2000 or 2001. Because in one of the skyboxes, I noticed the Twin Towers
0: are there. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I had never thought about it. But yeah, it's like they don't. No one has cell phones. Yeah. You know, they and especially I mean, if this game came out in 2012, like we we had that. Che- that is really fascinating. Yeah, I'm I, posting. I had never thought about these.
1: Here's a screen grab. Sorry, this is bad audio, but, like, there's a screen grab I'm posting for you. You can see them in the background of this.
0: Right, yeah, there they are. There you go. Um, Fun little fact. So, uh, so, then you go out on another mission. You're chasing this little weasel guy. But the important thing about this mission is you see Jenny. Yeah, you start having flashbacks,
1: and, like juxtaposed against the the two twins at the beginning and the later level at a brothel uh you know what jenny she's still a great character she's still i i know she was put in the refrigerator but this is a nice moment for jackie jenny's just great i like her a lot
0: yeah so you go you go into you're in like an old diner and jenny is there and she kind of she talks to you and you like dance with her uh and you try to kiss her and then she's like hey come back here and then she disappears and the diners all run down.
1: I think in some ways Jenny's more effective in this game because it's like obviously the good character moments with Jenny is when the in the first game is when she softened Jackie, especially like mm-hmm. in the apartment when you can watch the movies together. But like because Jackie is now the head of the crime family and that like requires some level of like, you know, gruffness or just like over the topness and like machismo, like she's very effective in softening Jackie in this game. I really like how Mm -hmm. Jackie immediately like kind of becomes a puppy dog around her in this moment. Right.
0: Well, and they've talked about, it's like multiple characters are like, bro, you are so hung up on this, you know, like his, his aunt, when you go back to the mansion, you like light a candle for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Very Catholic. Yeah. So it's clear. It's like Jackie's whole life is basically, it seems like being a mob boss is like this facade and he kind of doesn't have anything else because mm-hmm. his whole world died when Jenny died. I will say uh I think I think she's great in this scene. You do I, see I her like...
1: you do see her like weirdly crucified later in the game which is kind of strange. She's like Oh, you
0: you dead. do see that. <laughs> um and I I just generally think because she is dead her character in this game feels so much more just like she only exists for Jackie to feel bad. Sure. You know, yeah. like I I think she's which which you could totally say about the first game as well, but in in the kind of realm of the darkness 2 only using women as like plot devices for its men, you know, it it is a little bit of a bummer that it's like when I see her in that diner, I'm like the only reason you're here is to make Jackie like sad and a little horny. And it's like, you don't have, it's like, cause, because she's a, she's a hallucination. And so it's just kind of like, she's a good character, but also she doesn't even count as a character because she's just like, we know she's dead. Right. On the other hand, at least she shows
1: up like God of War 2018 had another sad big man, but like, we didn't even get to see his wife in that game. You know what I'm saying? Like at least Jenny yeah. gets to like show up and talk and still have a
0: personality in this. It's, it is i mean it's like she is unquestionably the game's most kind of compelling character still it's just <laughs> yeah. you know it is she is a victim of her circumstances and her circumstances are she was killed in the first game
1: but later in the game when you go to the asylum like there's a very interesting moment
0: with Ginny as a character yeah so yeah so i mean let's just let's just talk about that now we don't have to go right in order so yeah the second trip to the asylum that you make uh jenny is your doctor or like the therapist psychiatrist psychiatrist?
1: having been uh hospitalized in in an institution before you you sometimes just have a lot of doctors and therapists so Uh you know she's just one of perhaps many that jackie has it's never explicitly clear though
0: yeah um but in this asylum i mean it's like we should say jackie is not buying it he's Mm. he's freaking out the whole time and so when he sees that Jenny is alive, he's kind of like, "No, no, 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 no! Like this is we got to you know, get out of here. I don't yeah, like. Yeah. I don't like what's going on." And ultimately, our the whole section that we played at ends with him making like an escape from the asylum, where he mm-hmm. he runs away. Also, did you notice that the janitor at the asylum is the Darkling? No, I didn't. That's very funny it's it's great his his name in the um I can't remember if this is name as the darkling, but as the janitor, he's named Nobby and he's just this kind <laughs> of like little hunched over man who's like yeah jackie run in the asylum
1: (laughs) i didn't (laughs) notice him that's so funny
0: he does the darkling does a lot of stuff i i wrote down that he uh there are scenes where he will uh piss on corpses yeah i did notice that it's very fun (laughs) so yeah you you do your next mission you're chasing this little like informant guy uh there's not that much that happens here but i did want to point out that the uh, link between this and the Yakuza games is that you fight a wrecking ball. <laughs> I was gonna say this. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Didn't know
1: like a dragon had a darkness two homage in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. See, you fight you fight this guy in a wrecking ball. It's fine. You know, you throw propane tanks at him. Uh, but then the next, you know, and you talk to this guy, and he was like hired by someone scary. That's what yeah. you find out is there's essentially a cult after Jackie. Um, and this cult it turns out wants to steal his darkness powers
1: and they love crucifying people not enough crucifixion they, scenes in games that's a good way to catch your player off guard is to introduce crucifixion they love
0: crucifying i was well, i was thinking about it's there's that side mission in cyberpunk where you mm-hmm. crucify a guy, you know, and I was like, are there other, you know, I am Jesus Christ, still unreleased <laughs> at the time of this recording. We'll see if there's a crucifixion scene in that game. Do they still, do they still crucify people? Is like in real thing? life? Yeah, is that a thing? Do people I don't think so. Uh, it might be like a legal execution method in Missouri or something, but <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think many people are getting executed by crucifixion. I don't know. According to
1: listverse.com it says they still occur. I don't know what their source is, but
0: <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Um, Continue on. And well so in the middle of this, there is there is this mission where you go to a brothel. Um why? So why, so uh um, you go there. One of the, the
1: some intel basically is like, hey, the people that hit that hit us um they use the top floors of this brothel like floors oh, 3 and right. 4. People like it's not part of the brothel. They go up there. So like you're not really sure who you're going to find. It's just like we think the people attached to this hit might
0: be in or around here. Yeah. Um so you you go to this brothel as we talked about already. It it really sucks. It's a bummer to be there. Um it does do the thing that I like where you get to walk through a non-chaotic version of a video game level before you then fight back through it the yeah. other way. I always oh, that's think good. that's a that's a nice touch because essentially you go up, you have a contact there who is you know like a sex worker, and she's like, oh, "I've got a gun in my room, come on!" Uh, and then just all hell breaks loose, and you start you start killing the dudes who work there, and then the whole place catches on fire. And suddenly you have these, like, crazy cult members running at you who also have, like, powers. They have, mm-hmm. like, mutated arms and yep. whatever. You're introduced to one bad boy who's just got a big old light. Yes. Yeah. They they figured you
1: out. Those are cool enemies because you have to, like, they'll show up when you're not expecting them. Then you have to find
0: them and shoot their light because they will just, mm-hmm. like, immediately blind you and weaken you. Like, they're cool. Yeah, they've. They've changed how lights work in this game, where in the previous one we talked about how like there were like a million sources of light per scene mm-hmm. and so you would kind of shoot them all out and they would just like kind of drain your darkness power. In this there are very few lights, but you like can't do anything when you're yeah. in them. Yeah. And I think it's a positive change. I think it it plays better. They've
1: also changed where it's like in a lot of levels, you do not have to run through shooting every light. You'll notice generators and you can yes. shoot the generator which will knock out like two or three lights like mm-hmm. there's it's definitely streamlined a lot of the
0: lighting and also the aiming is better it's just quicker to shoot out the fucking lights oh it just it just feels so fucking good uh, yeah. yeah so you're you're fighting through this this flaming brothel and you walk into a room and you get essentially blindsided by like a bunch of floodlights and and you're taken out and you kind of black out and you wake up and you are being crucified.
1: And just so we all know, crucifixions do still happen in modern days. So this game is true to real life.
0: God. <laughs> um,
1: Parts of Syria still seem to do it. Perhaps one case in Russia. And uh,
0: Burma. There are also those things that you'll occasionally read about where it's like people crucify themselves as like an act of faith. What? Where it's like they don't How- die, but they just like do it. Oh, I guess you would have to do the feet first. Then how would you do the second hand? I think I think they like stand on something, but they do. I mean, it's like they they have someone help them. You got to find better friends, bro. <laughs> like if your friends you got to find friends that will tell you no. That is so important in a friendship.
1: <laughs> if you got oh. friends you
0: crucify. Um so anyway, the, and the the man crucifying you is the main antagonist of this game. Uh, I didn't write down his name. Do you remember what it is? No, he
1: looks like the fucking darkness and the dishonored series. If he got like hit by an acid attack or something, like this dude's fucked up looking.
0: Yeah, it it is. It is a very classically like this deformed man is evil. Uh, you know kind what of character? He's
1: like the one dude who takes slip like you know Slipknot. Love Slipknot. There's always like one dude in a hundred though that takes the band a little too literally. And that's what this dude looks like. It's like the dude at the Slipknot concert. He's like, oh, yeah, if you are 555, then I am 666. And it's like, hold on. It's just a song, bro.
0: (laughs) Like, this dude's a little too freaky for me. Um, And his goal is to steal the darkness from you. Mm -hmm. He he wants the darkness power for himself. And uh, he says, and this is like a a cool and interesting plot point. He's like, it's got to be given up willingly, but i can torture you until you give it up (laughs) yeah and so and so we've got two for two torture scenes in darkness games where you are you are nailed to this cross and then there's just this big bruiser guy who's kind of working your abs you know who's just who's just punching the shit out of you uh but then but then return to the snuff baby
1: we're back something rotten oh yeah that's right yeah Uh, They wheel in a TV and uh, they just got a live feed going, you know, early Twitch streamers here of uh, this fucking Billy badass at your apartment, just like massacring your friends uh, Mm -hmm. saying you actually have to choose which one of your friends is going to die at one point, which is Not great. Didn't love that. I mean, it's cool narratively, but I felt bad. Well, I will say I did not know who either of those guys were. (laughs)
0: They weren't main characters.
1: No, one of them is the guy who's always at the elevator waiting for you. And I was like, ah, that's my bro. So I killed the other one.
0: No, it's I thought that too. It's not him. Oh. It's a different, it's a different guy. Because Uh, I was like, well, I'm not killing Vinny, but actually it wasn't Vinny. It was like Freddy or something, so. Well,
1: then they also say some of the most horrific shit I've ever heard in a video game about what they're going to do to Aunt Sarah. Like, it is truly unhinged shit. They're, like, talking about, like, we're gonna... There's some definitely implications of sexual assault, but also, like, we're gonna cut this lady's tits off. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You're
0: going so hard right now, and not a good way. Crazy. Um. Uh. Yeah, but th- then uh, you do... One of the uh, hardest in a good way uh, kills (laughs) that I've ever seen in a game where you um, by by sheer force of anger, you pull one of the nails, you pull your hand off the nail and pull the nail out of the crucifix. You then grab the other nail out of your hand. The guy who was who was kind of working your body steps up you smash the nail through his head pinning him to the crucifix and then beat it in with the butt of your gun which is just like i i was like, mouth agape like it is it is so over the top and k- kind of only works because of the comic book style yeah uh jesus
1: christ here's the thing uh bible would have been a lot shorter if the romans were more interested in efficiency i'll tell you that much because jackie gets this shit taken care of
0: quick but also uh if jesus christ had done that at his own crucifixion uh we would we would tell some different stories i i would i would read the bible if that's what happened i'm not an
1: atheist but there's nothing in that book for me you know (laughs) i'm good but if that happened in it oh my god you best believe i'd have it on my bookshelf the king james version and others god
0: um yeah, so I wrote that and then I just wrote in all caps, this game rules. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking hot on the darkness too. Um so then the last the last real level is uh you go back to your mansion and uh and it's being taken over, and so you kind of fight through this hub world. Mm-hmm. I feel like this would be more effective if we had been to the mansion more times like it's fun but it feels like it should be like the last level and it happens in the first half of the game um but you go through the mansion you're fighting guys you're killing them all but you can't save aunt sarah and uh you got you got another woman in your life who is killed horribly in front of you luckily as far as i could tell breasts intact but she
1: does get the shit stabbed out of her and it's pretty hard to watch i don't think they show it but nevertheless it was like very disturbing well
0: yeah so jackie has in his room a uh, a wall full of katanas because he's a real like mall ninja type guy and i saw those and was like huh i wonder if we'll ever get to use one of those katanas and it turns out you do not however one is used on aunt sarah though
1: i believe in the um in the cooperative multiplayer, one of the four characters does have a katana. We should see. We should see if that multiplayer still works. Yeah, four players: me, you, and Diego, and a computer-controlled AI.
0: <laughs> Spoilers for next episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where the story goes from. Oh, I know immediately it goes to the asylum scene we've already talked about. But like mm-hmm. the darkness, one always had the anchor of Jackie's family. You know, Jimmy the Great, the butcher, right? Aunt Sarah. A lot of that has now been gutted, Mm -hmm. and I don't know where The Darkness 2 goes from here. I quite like the story. I think it's a really good sequel. I think there was, at least my perception, was it was going to just, like, either A, be a bad story, or kind of disregard the first game. I don't think that's true at all. I think it's a direct sequel, and, like, maybe not as good in a raw sense of the word, but,
0: like, competently told, I'm still engaged with, like, the characters. Maybe, and it's, like you know when you're when you're talking about a story obviously there's the literal plot events that happen mm-hmm. but there's also pacing and this yeah. game is just paced like a fucking bullet train and so it's like you know what held the darkness one down is me wandering around a train station yeah. for 20 minutes not knowing where to go and so this game can just like bam 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 just give you plot beats yeah uh and and i think that's a real advantage and I, I'm not particularly that invested
1: in, like, the enemy, the antagonist of this game and the, like, mumbo-jumbo about the darkness. But in terms of, like, Jackie and his loved ones, like, I am very eager to get back to the game today and be like, okay, what is happening after this right. assault on, you know, my apartment? Like, what happens next? I think the story's good. I really like it. Before we close out, feel like we should have talked about this in an earlier episode, but since it's still applicable here... I just want to talk about like the central theme of the darkness for a bit. Yeah. Which is like the thing it is obsessed with is humans losing control of themselves, which mm-hmm. I am terrified of. That is like one of my main fears. Like as a kid, the scariest movies for me were exorcism movies. Like I could Ooh, not yeah. handle the idea of um I could not handle the idea of like an entity taking over your body. And then as someone in recovery who no nice way to admit this, has blacked out and woken up with foggy memories of like, I went where? I did what? I said what? What happened? Like, I still have like a very primal fear around loss of control. And so like, I think this game obviously explores it in very fantastical ways, but I think it's very effective and like being like, exploring the idea of you not being in control of your own body for whatever reason that may be maybe it's just like the classical vision of like you're possessed by a demon but also
0: to your point maybe there's some hints at like addiction here you know i yeah i mean i think they very much are you know they they've referred to it as like using before Mm -hmm. so i would say it's you know maybe maybe even more more than just general addiction they're talking about like heroin or, or something um but like there's there's this character who's this kind of again, kind of a crazy guy who has like done a bunch of research on the darkness and um and you get like Jackie kind of hired him and he says like, dude, I had to leave because like being around that shit was like destroying my brain. You know, yeah. where it's like he does he doesn't even have the darkness, but he's just like I, You were making me spend so much time kind of in the presence of this that I felt like I was losing it, and so I had to go. And then you, like, pull him back into the story, and so, you know, you get the sense that it's like Jackie is kind of, like, pulling this guy back into this world that he tried to escape from. But it's definitely—I mean, I think the— reductively you could just kind of look at the story as a kind of like absolute power corrupting absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. um sort of thing but i think i think there is more going on and that's really kind of driven home by how much you get the sense that jackie like doesn't want to be doing this or he tried to stop Mm -hmm. doing it you know i think that's that's kind of the most compelling bit of his character is him recognizing that it's bad for him to use the darkness, but but being put into situations where he kind of has no choice.
1: Yeah, it, it makes me a little embarrassed that I kind of for whatever reason the like the direct addiction analogies in this game kind of flew over my head. I don't know why I didn't really get that. But that said, for a lot of the darkness, I have been thinking about that because like my fears of loss of control are very much tied to uh how much of my life I spent not in full control of my motor functions you know what I'm saying Um, yeah I'm not I'm not here to act like you're completely absolved of what you do under addiction but also like you know you're not always operating at uh, your peak mental capacity at those times so it's like I have been thinking about that a lot in these while playing this game and just like kind of revisiting a lot of those points in my life and being, like you know what Never had a fucking ancient monster growing out of me, but I feel like I can empathize with some of Jackie's uh, ongoing trauma he is going through, kind of at his own hands to some degree, you know? Like, I mean, Jackie wants out, but also he uses the darkness. I mean, the darkness uses him, whatever. But like, you know, I am pressing the buttons that make Jackie's life worse, you know? And the game only works if Jackie uses his powers to yeah.
0: get what he wants so some interesting stuff in there and you you were uh close personal friends of mike Patton, so you're familiar with uh that voice uh just I, showing yeah. up yeah weirdly enough every drink i had
1: he was just behind me going like consume blake <laughs> <laughs> yes blake
0: <laughs> I wish I had friends <laughs> of Mike Patton. He seems sick. Um, look, well, that's the end of this episode because I know more than anything in the world, Blake and I just want to finish playing this game. Oh, uh, it is so fucked up. I got to go to work instead of play The Darkness right now. It sucks. But yeah, that was, that was our discussion on the first half of The Darkness 2. Uh, next week, we will be back. We will have a special guest as well. Um, play this game. We'll see you then jacob before we close out would you say jackie wants it all
1: but he can't have it it's in his hands but he can't grasp it yeah i think that's probably like the the central thesis of the game that see that's a good joke listeners because that's the chorus to faith uh not faith uh whatever that song is by faith no more which mike Patton is the singer of anyway see you later bye bye